always have to be prompted before you clap them. This is a very tasty church. Last year, when I heard you play, I went to beat my instrumentalists. I went to beat them and chastise them. Until they are now trying to change. They haven't reached there, but I'll beat them. Until they become like you. Very good. And you are blessed to have one of the nicest men of God you can find. Your church is air-conditioned. Hey. It means you can't come down again. You can't go back into heat. When you are used to coolness. So this one is a sign of good times to come. Hallelujah. So we are blessed this evening to be continuing in the Flaming Altars conference, convention, I don't know, summit. Um, whether it's a summit or conference or convention or I don't know what you are calling it. Flaming Altest Conference, Flaming Altest Convention, Flaming Altest Seminar, Flaming Altest Workshop. Flaming Altest Confab. I don't know what it is, but it is something. I pray that at the end of it, it wouldn't just pass as one of the programs we just attended. You see, charismatic Christians especially, we are becoming slowly traditional. So we like to go through motions and satisfy ourselves that we have done something. But we shouldn't do that. We came to meet an established order that we fought against. And your church, your pastor, your founder, was the main architect that championed a certain wave that fought against orthodoxy and dryness of Christianity and brought a wave of revival in our city that birthed many other charismatic churches. Yes. So we shouldn't just go through the motions and become traditional again and just go through programs it ends, no change no rearrangements no reorganization nothing changes just that the program came to pass and we were, we were also there some but it must be something that changes your life makes you take decisions makes you reorganize your thinking and your way of doing things and your bishop i don't know whether to say bishop but your founder 
um, he often says that unless we change the way we think, we cannot change the things we do. And so when we have such conferences, it is supposed to help us change the way our minds work so that we can change the things we do and have a more powerful effect as the days go by. So thank you for inviting me once again. Somebody said if they invite you again, it means the last time was not bad. So I pray that I'll be able to justify my inclusion so that next time maybe I'll still be invited again. (laughs) Clap your hands for Jesus. Fantastic. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands to God and ask him to prepare your heart to receive his word. You don't want to live here the same. You don't want to live here the same. You don't want to just be distracted, be caught in the euphoria of the atmosphere. But you want to be transformed by the renewing of the mind, by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Mandolimika paragozale. Mirimo sandi badaraba shikenderebedaria. Rimako zandi imanoli remazagada. Blessed be God, whose we are and whom we serve. Mando iamanga daligue. Rominga manda zagialos. Crote chandi ibarande gezadaria. Blessed be God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh yes, oh yes, have your way in my life. Speak to me in ways I can hear, ways I can understand. I pray that you will continue in this conference to speak to your people and touch our lives and our hearts. Oh, blessed be your name. We give you thanks. I will open up my heart. Ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my mind and into my soul. Pledging my life, pledging my serving you is my desire. I won't be holding back at all. Holding back at all. Responding to your call. your way Lord please open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of your law Jesus you are the savior of the world Jesus you are the founder of this great church and this great ministry and this great work of God 
And therefore you are the one who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Therefore lead us tonight. Please grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power that is at work in us according to the working of your mighty power which you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead Father have your way and lead us into your perfect will in Jesus name Amen God bless you you may be seated thank you guys thank you beautiful tonight tomorrow night and friday night i believe i'm ministering i'll be talking about make yourselves saviors of men our theme is already saviors of men and by god's grace i have a book here which is entitled make yourselves saviors of men yes so it's already in line with what our theme is and i want us to open to obadiah chapter one (laughs) christians some christians don't know where obadiah is But normally, if you have ever been for a prayer meeting, you will hear one of the verses very popular in Obadiah is Obadiah 17. Actually, Obadiah is just one chapter, so 17. He says, but upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. When you hear this, then you know that you are talking to charismatic believers. So, upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness. May there be deliverance in his house and holiness in his house. Which is very little talked about. SU people talked about holiness. Charismatic people talk about prosperity. Success. And making it. When you are talking holiness, they are not happy with you. But these are all both supposed to be on Mount Zion. So may you experience both before you possess your possessions. So sometimes you run past the holiness and then you get quickly to possess your possessions because that's where I tell you a line. So that's the part that we really like. Verse 18 says, And the house of Jacob shall be a fire. So you are supposed to be fire burning hot in revelation jesus was chiding a church rebuking the church and saying that they don't have fire they are not on fire you must be on fire that's why we have flaming altars conference so that every year at least put some fire inside fan the flames and then maybe by the time we are, the year is ending, it wants to go down. So that all your life, you will be hot for Jesus and on fire for the master. 
Because the house of Jacob, which is you and I, prophetically, we are supposed to be fire. Nothing less than fire. Fire that is always burning. And the house of Joseph, a flame. The house of Esau, for stubble. Esau stands for unspiritual people. And they shall kindle in them and devour them. And there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. May you not be part of the house of Esau, but the house of Jacob or the house of Joseph. 19. And they of the south shall possess the mount of Esau, and they of the plain, the Philistines, and they shall possess the fields of Ephraim and the fields of Samaria, and Benjamin shall possess Gilead. Even if you don't understand, I don't intend to explain. Does not every prophetic word you are supposed to understand. So this one is just an insertion to just make you a bit alert. That what is he talking about? Then we go to verse 20. And the captivity of this host of the children of Israel shall possess that of the Canaanites, even unto Zarephath. And the captivity of Jerusalem, which is Shepharad, shall possess the cities of the south. Verse 21. And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau. And the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Saviors shall be upon Mount Zion. We all understand that Jesus is savior of the world. The first song Dr. Cherish was singing is Jesus, savior of the world. In um, the Bible, Matthew chapter 121, he says, And he shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So you know Jesus, even that his name means savior. Somebody who will save his people from their sins. He's not coming to make people rich. Riches are opposed even to God. So even Jesus said, when you are rich, it's more difficult to enter heaven. It's more difficult to go to heaven. And it's unfortunate that the church is tilted towards trying to be rich and preach that we must be rich. And the more people become even rich, they don't even give. And when they give, they give peanuts. What is not so, it's like some savings or something on the side that they can give. Then they just come and throw it to come and blind our eyes that they have given but they are not serious God doesn't want you to focus on riches yes it is not the reason why Jesus came Jesus didn't come it's a good vision to have but it is not the main purpose my church, our cardinal scripture is Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 for prosperity. And that is that you must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added. What will be added is not what you chase. I'm sorry to disappoint you. If you come to church to come and be rich, you are in the wrong place. 
if it was that important, God would have sent his son to make all of us rich. He said he will, he will give birth to a son and you will call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Sin is a more brutal problem than poverty. That's why in John chapter 3 verse 16, these are common scriptures, isn't it? He says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have riches, cars, houses, money, but should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Because sin makes you condemned. But Jesus was sent into the world not to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. That's the reason for the church. It's unfortunate that we have changed the church into a place where we come to come and talk to us about how to make our lives better here. But if you follow Jesus and his teachings, he will say that (laughs) don't lay for yourself treasures on earth where moth and thieves can corrupt and steal respectively. Moth corrupts or they they destroy what you have. If If you have moth in your area, it's very dangerous for your clothes, for your wood, for your house, everything. I mean, your door can be there. Within a few weeks, you see that the door is coming off. Then when you look through, the frame has been eaten by moths. And they like to work where you can't see them. (laughs) So, if it's a house you want, moth can eat it. Here on this earth. Thieves can, can come and steal what you have gathered up. So, it's not a place where you are supposed to be so fixated about. So, that everybody's all our prayer meetings are mostly geared towards how we can, you know, secure ourselves on earth. It's not so important. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or what concerns God, God's agenda, God's vision, God's intentions, God's purposes. Seek that one first and this will be added. 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 God will add many things to your life. You see, we used to preach, when we preach, people would be laughing at us. That, oh, these people, you are preaching basics. You are preaching what is like, it's taught in maybe New Believer School. This type of, be a Christian who preaches the Bible, uh, witnessing and these type of things. No problem. Years have gone, years have come. We are here Bring your notes on your prosperity. I also bring my notes on my prosperity. Who has not been seeking first the prosperity of this world, but has been seeking the agenda up to today? It is on my heart. Yes, to preach the gospel, to make sure people are saved, to establish them. My concern encourage people you to preach, you to serve God, you to save souls, you to preach the word, because that's the main purpose. If you like, be there. Me too, we are here. As time has gone by, I have not diminished, brother. I have more cars than I'm sure you have. Yes. 
I have more houses than I'm sure you can dream about. You, you are sitting here. If you like, bring your notes. Yes. I've traveled more than you who have been believing God for visa. I've never believed God for visa. <laughs> I've never believed God for visa. Never prayed for money for house or car. Never. And yet, it has been proved to me over and over again that when I have sought his kingdom first and his righteousness, all these things have been added. Yes. That's why I'm now I'm even wilder and stronger in my resolve to preach that you must be a savior of men. I will not impress you with... You see, there, there are verses you don't understand. I can preach from there. You will see that I'm more mystical and mysterious and more hoodious. Yes. Because <laughs> when I take you to the Obadiah chapter 1 from 18, 19 and then 20, you see that you don't understand the verses that are there. I can enter into that realm and just swim in and show you what is the significance of the house of Esau and the house of Joseph. Hey, I tell you, and I will give you, hey, bring that uh, verse 9, uh, verse 20, verse 20, there's some name be there I want to show you. Huh? And the captivity of this host of the children of Israel shall possess that of the Canaanites, even unto Zarephath. Do you know Zarephath? And the captivity of Jerusalem, which is a, a, a Sepharad. Do you know Sepharad? Shall possess the cities of the south. Praise God. Mm. My God. <laughs> Sometimes when a pastor is preaching and then people don't understand, then they say he's deep. They say he's deep. Just say, hey, Adian, you're then he looks powerful and mystical. So many people like to swim in the realm of mysticism. Wow. Where you can't understand what they are doing, what is happening. There's like, hey. wow, very powerful. That's why Paul said that, I am amazed that you are quickly shifted from the simplicity of the gospel. Gospel is simple, oh. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not here to come and titillate you with tidbits so that you go and feel that, oh, tomorrow, no, everything is going to change. And that your life is going to be better by next week. 21 days from now, you will be driving aeroplane. 20... <laughs> Please, no problem. You may have an aeroplane to ride in, but honestly... It is time for the church to be brought to order. The first group of people our Savior met when he was looking for disciples. What was his terms of reference? He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That must show you why I'm recruiting workers to follow me. What are they going to do? To, to be fishers of men. When he was leaving, 
His last words. What were his last words? Think about it. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is somebody whose last words are go and preach the gospel. You think that his last words meant that you should go and prosper and show the world that you have dominion over the world. I don't understand. Of the world. You see, Jesus came to die. He, he went to great lengths to fulfill the purpose of his birth. Which is that you give birth to a son and he shall save his people from their sins. He went to great lengths to fulfill it. He allowed himself to be arrested. He allowed himself to be beaten. He allowed himself to be killed. Because he knew that every drop of blood meant something for you and for me. And that without the shedding of blood, there will be no remission. So if he doesn't go to the cross and his blood is not drained, I don't know whether if he died without blood coming out, maybe it won't mean the same. But it's like every sacrifice, you have to see the blood. To show that you have drained the life from that sacrifice. And he went to great lengths to do that. And when he finished, he's finished. He's gone. But he knows that unless men believe, eh, there is no way they can experience this salvation for which he came. Unless men believe. So then what it meant is that he needed people to go and talk about it. You see, because every event of history can just pass into history unless somebody writes it down and somebody talks about it so that people know what happened some time ago. That's why they're always celebrating June 4th because they, want, they don't want Ghanaians to forget the system we were in before the revolution came. But we will forget. Hey! The days of Kalabule. Have you heard of the word Kalabule? <laughs> I think it's even somewhere in the encyclopedia now. <laughs> Ghana, we used to have words, Kalabule. We used to hear hoarding, profiteering, hoarding, and these type of things. Have, do you know that we used to queue for toilet roll? <laughs> huh? A tin of milk, you queue for a tin of milk, you get maybe three or two or something like that, sardine, bread. Before it is baked, people are lined up. Uh, do you know that there was a time like that in Ghana? Right? Most of you maybe, you are not old enough to see it. Do you know that we used to eat yellow corn that was meant for chicken? And do you know that we used to eat a very smelly fish called kako? Do you know kako? It's still around. Kaku is still around. It's, does it still smell? And what do they use it for? You use it for making soup. Ah. It was a delicacy in those days. So, when people are, these politicians are doing their things, do you see, they come, they won't do anything. They will make, I'm shocked that up till now, the roads are worse and worse and worse as the years are going by. 
then you are waiting three months or six months to the time of election. Then then you Jimmy vote. Yes, I'm not. I'm not NDC and I'm not MPP too. Why NDC too? When they were there, they didn't do anything. And MPP too, they are not doing anything. The value is the same. They shouldn't come and worry us. Yeah. Anyway, we are not talking politics. I'm just trying to remind you that there is something about history that when you are not told or it's not repeated, people don't believe or they don't change their ways based on what happened some years ago. So when Jesus came to die, it's an event that happened in history. Yes. If nobody talks about it, how will the generation today know that there was once a time God sent somebody to sacrifice so that by his death, you see, we can be made new creatures. Why, why is nobody talking about it? Why are we not saying anything about it? Why are we not thinking about just how we can build a house? How you can build a, a house? How you can buy a car? How you can travel abroad? How you can have honeymoon in Bahamas? Yes. How you can do things comfortably on this earth. But the real reason for which humanity is corrupted huh, is sin. And the, the solution for that sin is Jesus Christ. Yes, it's Jesus Christ. Even the church is as if we don't believe that he's the real solution for this world. And gradually, we allow other religions to run over many nations. Yes, he saved you, he saved me. What are we doing? Eh? There's a portion of the song he says that um, um, the gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form is what is missing now in the church. What are we preaching? What are we preaching in the church? What are we preaching? The gospel of Jesus in its pure and simple form. Hmm? In Romans 1.16 he says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation yes to the Jew first and also to the Greek it's a power so Jesus has come to save the world but now is now released that work for you and I to become saviors we will not have to die again for Jesus but we, through us others will become saved that's what makes you a savior of men. <laughs> Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Beautiful. Verse 9. It says, it, this gives you how to be born again, how to be saved. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Then he says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Even now, people use this to be more like, you know, with your heart you believe, then with your mouth you confess. So if you want to claim anything, 
you know, you believe in your heart that yes, I am a winner. Then you confess it with your mouth. Nobody is talking about salvation. Why are we set aside salvation? You see, the other day I was watching a beautiful concert on YouTube. Thousands of Christians had gathered and they were singing. Oh, God, something about God will never disappoint me. He's still my God. He's whatever, never disappoint, never disappoint, never disappoint. I said, hey, look at all these Christians. If you call for, we are going to win souls, all of them will run away. <laughs> oh, without exception. Oh, instrumentally, they'll run away. <laughs> Choristers will disappear. As for ashes there, before you see them, then it is Sunday morning. <laughs> is that what the church is supposed to be? It's like we don't stand for salvation. We stand rather for just gather us, pray for us, lay hands on us, empowerment, increase, advance, our year of increment, our year of advancement, our year of what? Breakthrough. Our year of what? Say some, you know the things. <laughs> our year of what? Breaking forth. Breaking out, breaking through, and breaking forth. We are going to break forth. And if you are charismatic, say we break, break forth, break through, and break out. We are breaking out, we are breaking through, and we are breaking forth. Break out, break, say break, break through, break out, and break forth. <laughs> Is that how you say it, right? It's like, the, then you make your voice very deep this evening. We are going to break out and we are going to break through and we are going to break forth, break out this evening. Almost like you are eating the microphone. Praise God. This evening, somebody is going to break out. Somebody is going to break through. Somebody is going to break forth. In the name of Jesus. My God. Oh, Jesus. Something is happening here. I see somebody. You are breaking out. You are breaking through. and break to back. Where, where are the saviors? Christians will come to church. Not one soul. Not one effort. Not one effort. Now, if there's a concept that's supposed to make us happy, we know the songs. When they start, no, near one back. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Today, the places that they used to send saviors to us, they send their young men, 24, 25, to come to our country to bring us the gospel because they believed in going to the ends of the world. Because he says then, verse 11 says this for Isha, verse 11. He says, for the scripture said that whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, he says, for there is no difference between Jew and the Greek. There's no difference between any tribe or any group of people. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. 
And verse 13 says that whosoever shall call upon him shall be saved. So calling on him you are saved. But he says how can they call? Eh? Very good question. How then can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? No, we are not sending people to preach. When they send you, you won't go. But you are saved. He saved you. He saved me. What about others? What about others? Why do we sit and wait? While millions go to hell, their blood is on our hands. You may think that it's, 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 it's just some story or something that they are just saying, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. But you, you, when somebody is accused of murder and they are brought into court and they are dealing with the matter, that's when you see that when somebody's blood is required at your, at your hand, it's a very serious thing. When O.J. Simpson, um, what, what was he, a footballer? What, what was he? A base, was he a baseball? What was he? One of these American? What was he? Was he a footballer? Really? American footballer? He's supposed to have killed his wife. They, they took him on. Yes! He was freed. Yes, after somebody came up with more evidence that no, 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 no. That guy would not have killed him. They put him in jail. He was never free. Why do we sit and wait while millions go to hell? Their blood is on our hands. A church must not be a place where we just come and they give us nice tidbits of powerful messages year after year just to help you to, you know, and pray for you to go abroad. And many Christians go abroad and backslide. Then was it a blessing? Why should I preach over or pray over you and send you to a place where your, your Christianity goes away? Is that what we want? The church. Look at the church today. When hands are lifted, oh Lord, you are good, you are great, there's no one like you. When the hands are lifted, all the hands are expecting, Lord, give us something in our hands before it comes down. Lord, bless me with a husband. Lord, I need a wife. Lord, I need children. Lord, I need a car. Lord, I need a house. But there's nobody whose agenda is God's agenda. That there will be saviors on Mount Zion. You are supposed to be one of them. By now, there should have been 12 people. I'm charging you by the end of this year, let it be your vision that I will bring 12 people to church the whole year, not even one man, the whole year. When the year is ending, I would have touched 12 people with my life. Not just to show them that I am a born again Christian, but to show them that Jesus is the Savior and that through Him, they too can be saved. And you find today's Christians, year after year, there's nobody we are bringing to the Lord. So he says, how can they call? Because calling makes you saved. Acts 2, 47 says that the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The additions to the church comes through the salvation. The salvation comes through the calling. But how can they call? if they don't believe and how can they believe 
if they don't hear? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? So this conference, at the end of it, we must become sendable. Amen. Amen. Look at their faces, oh. Look at the Christian faces. Convention, they will come. Yes. You will come and you must come. But we look at your faces. When we say Saturday, let's gather again. This same group and go out house to house, road by road, corner by corner, street corner by street corner, shop to shop, and go and tell others about Jesus who went to great lengths to save us. Who, who did the major work was for him to shed his blood. And ours is to talk about it, write about it, preach about it, talk about it, let others know how serious it is if you don't have Jesus. And we ran away from it. So who should say it? So the person who died for him, for us must now come down and preach the gospel. You know, some people, uh, this type of WhatsApp thing what, that they send that some Muslim children were buried in some cave or grave and then for four days, nobody knew where they were and then uh, they heard some cries and they opened it and they came out. They, How did you survive for four days or so? They said, oh, a man, his name was Jesus. He came to give us bread every day. Wow. Yes. And when they came out and they told their story, people said, ah, that's Jesus. Oh, then that's Jesus Christ. Hey, wow. So we believe in this. So it's like Jesus has to now come and reveal himself to people before others can believe in him. While those who have been saved by him are just looking for money and looking for car, addition to their lives. Because I'm saved, but it's not enough. I need now a beloved. Lord, I'm tired of singing in the choir without a beloved. Last year I was here. Some of you were not married. This year I've come. You are still not married. <laughs> Lord, give them husbands. Say the amen. But that's not the reason why we are here. Not everybody will be married. It's not a case. It's not a case. Some people are married, they want to kill their husbands. They are even praying that their husband will die. One brother, he was praying that his wife would die because that's the only way he can be free from her. So he told some people that the prayer warriors have been praying, it's been nine years prayer warriors they've been praying it's been nine years the thing that people are crying about you have got your own you are praying that it will go away so marriage is not the main business of life it's not the main business of life if it was by when we get to heaven our wives will be waiting for us and they'll give us more those of us who suffered in marriages here God will add nicer ones so that you will enjoy better yes he'll give you if your sex life in the marriage was not good he will give you good ones they will fire you you'll be screaming in heaven If your husband was some poor man on earth, God will give you richer ones who come with aeroplane, helicopter. They'll pick you from your heaven home and they'll take you around the town. If it was important, 
but in heaven they neither marry nor are given in marriage it's not that important so those of you who think that you're married because because of my husband in the evening i have to make our dinner we have to sit together we have to sit opposite each other and eat our meal say our prayers and then we eat together and watch the news together brother sister that's not the most important thing where are those who who say jesus it is enough that you shed your blood for me it is also now my duty to tell others about it if we leave the preaching or the declaration of the gospel to only historians a man called josephus he wrote the, the, the he wrote a story the story about jesus when jesus gave his life he was a jewish historian he wrote about the crucifixion and everything it's a book on history so is it supposed to be left for only few people who read history to know about it no intelligent brothers and sisters with degrees from university yes will not preach they would like to use their intelligence for banks and for other such organizations mtn and so on multinational when they hear multinational it's like it's a multinational company then, then it's like wow they, they, they pay me part in dollars so, oh wow god has really blessed you and such a fellow doesn't have time to preach even to win any soul to be involved in any activity that brings salvation to others he's just happy to buy his flash screen in the evening when we are going for crusade then he's in the house watching champions league there are some brothers on in, in, in their home now they are watching champions league as i'm preaching right now because soccer has taken the place of jesus kunkum Baja and co are now our church services for evening services because they are christians who can never miss their telenovela because it is clashing with the church service the church service must go My, 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 my skin crawls with fear of the kind of judgment that is coming on the church. And we can even see how churches are suffering. Yes. If somebody comes, wants to enact a law to just make us pay taxes, then you see that we are all trembling. And gradually the, the world is becoming more and more godless and anti-Christ. And instead of Christians being rising up, to champion the preaching of the gospel and making it relevant to the world so that they know that without Jesus, life is a losing game. You put it somewhere. And now we even take their principles to try and bring into the church so that we, we are like we are wise. Because we know the things of the world and we, we know how it's like how the prosperity principles that they use in the world, we are also using it in the church and we are also making it. We are making it. When salvation has been thrown out of the church, 
when you are making altar calls, you see Christians sending WhatsApp. Because like the service is over. This is not so important. If you give people a soul that follow them up, they will not even call them. You didn't even save them. Somebody has brought them to salvation and now just go and follow them up. Make sure they have a Bible. Make sure they read their Bible. Make sure they can come back to church and so on. Then you see that the Christian, they will not do it. Because it's not important to us. Weddings are important. Funerals are important. I was in a church at a funeral and I, I was just beating my chest that no, no, it cannot be. As you see the people, you know, even the, 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 the lifelessness in the service, it was painful. The lifelessness. Some dead rituals. Just to run through the motion. Eh, and when I, because I was on the pulpit, it pained me because the priest even, the way they were conducting them, it's like they, they, they are in a hurry to just get over with the next thing and the next thing. Yes, okay, yes, okay, look. Hey, I could see that their heart was not in what they were doing. They were not interested in the thousands of people who have gathered, who have come for a funeral, some of whom are in a church for the first time in their lives. You are preaching at a funeral and you will not. Put your heart on the pulpit and declare the counsel of God with such fire that the sinner cannot escape. Even if it was your funeral and they are preaching so hot, you say that, oh, the thing, not everybody is a Christian. That's the reason why they came. That's the reason why they came. But because we are not saviors of men, we are uncomfortable with a certain fire in the preaching. Hey, your, 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 your founder he was he's a fiery man of God whose heart was for salvation and the gospel and he couldn't accept this type of ritualistic way of serving God in a routine I didn't like it at all in the mid 80's we shouldn't come and water down the Christianity and the watering down is because our heart is not set on salvation our heart is set on money Heart is set on money. Mayato Satakadara. William Booth. He's the one who popularized the saviors of men. William Booth. He popularized that we must be saviors of men. As his heart was set on salvation and the, the plight of lost humanity, he couldn't but pray about it. And as he was in prayer, God gave him a vision. And I, I want to just take a moment to give you some highlights of that vision. Because it is relevant to us. If we are going to become saviors of men. Shandalu Mokorabasike. Mm. Are you there still or you've gone home? He said the vision. As he saw a dark and stormy sea. There were black clouds hanging heavily over the sea. You imagine the sea with darkness over it. Every now and then, there were vivid flashes of lightning and thunder. When the winds calmed, the waves rose and foamed and dipped and rose again. Indeed, anyone who who has been in the wild ocean before will know that this is a truly dangerous and deadly place to be. 
He said, in that ocean, he saw myriads of poor human beings plunging, floating, shouting, shrieking, cursing, struggling, and drowning. The vision. As these poor souls cursed and shrieked, they rose and shrieked again and then sank into the water to rise no more. So some of them were drowning, some were struggling to survive. Suddenly, he saw in the midst of, the, of this dark and angry ocean a mighty rock that rose up like a mountain in the midst of the sea. Around this great rock was a platform onto which some of the poor, struggling, drowning wretches were continually climbing out of the angry ocean. So, like this. So, the mountain is like this platform here, the backdrop. And then there was a platform like the stage. So, those who are in the sea will struggle and climb on and they'll come and sit on the platform for safety. William Booth says that he was delighted to see the platform which was being used as a point of salvation for the struggling souls of the sea. As he continued, he observed the scene in the ocean and he noticed some amazing things which revealed a lot about our behavior today. Number one, he saw saviors of men. He noticed that a number of those who were already safe on the platform were helping the poor creatures still in the angry waves to reach the same place of safety. It's like there are some Christians who are also doing their best to save others. Number two, he saw organizers of salvation. He found a number of those who had been rescued, planning, organizing. They were organizing ladders, ropes, rafts, boats, and other equipment that they could use to effectively save some of the poor struggling creatures from the sea. Number three, he saw people were self-sacrificing. He also noticed that there were some of the saved people who actually jumped into the water regardless of all the consequences to rescue the perishing. The sight of the people being saved and the sight of those sacrificial saviors delighted William Booth greatly. There must be people who are organizing and scheming for the salvation of men. There are people who can sit to plan concerts for weeks and months. Have a concert that will spend so many, so much money, so many man hours, and so many hours in the concert just to celebrate our victory, but not for salvation. Then he said, most had forgotten. He, he noticed that although all those on the platforms had been rescued from the sea, at one time or another, nearly everyone seemed to have forgotten about it. The memory of the dangerous sea no longer troubled them. The fact that people on the platform did not have any agonizing care for the poor perishing ones that were drowning before their very eyes was the most difficult scene to behold. Indeed, many of the drowning and struggling creatures in the sea were friends, husbands, wives, mothers, sisters, brothers, and even children of those rescued already. So those who have been rescued were there. They were not concerned about what was happening to those in the sea. They, they, they were comfortable. Many Christians are like that. We are comfortable in our salvation. 
Thus, God has made, you make my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater. I mean, when we are singing it, you know, you see the way we are, yeah, that's why I love you forevermore. You make my life so beautiful. And as you are, you have made me here on earth. There's nothing greater. Hey, that's why I love you forevermore. Then you say, I want more of you. The more of you is not more of you so that I have your, your heart. So that I have more of your heart. So that I have more of your passion. I have more of your desires. I have more of your kingdom. It's like, what interests you must be more in my heart. No, that's not what we want. Ah, more of you means that more houses. More cars. More visas. So when I saw them, they were not concerned. They were not concerned about others. Last year, I was talking about others. Others. When you think of others, that you are saved, what about others? You are speaking in tongues, what about others? You are in church, what about others? May that enter your heart today. Amen. The next one, he says, another thing that surprises, he says, some people were trading. He said he saw trading in view. Another interesting thing about the vision was that occupants of the platform which were he said they had interesting things that they carried out in full view of the perishing. Many of them were absorbed day and night in trading, doing business. They did their trading to make gain and to store up their savings in boxes and strong rooms. While others were in the ocean, they were perishing. They were on the platforms enjoying and thinking about their business. It is happening in the church today. Some were even growing flowers on the rock. Others were arguing on the rock. Some of the people on the platform were, t- were taken up with arguing about the poor drowning creatures. That's why you can have a conference and have a discussion on how to win souls, but you never win souls. That's why I told you at the beginning that let it not be a conference that we just come and celebrate another time of enjoyment. More nice music, nice preaching, nice being prayed for, oil on our heads. Then when we go home, it didn't push us to win another soul. It didn't touch us to cry for another sinner. Your brother who is an unbeliever is still an unbeliever and it is none of your business. That's what you would tell him. Whilst beholding the stragglers in the sea, some of the people on the platform contended, contented themselves with holding curious religious ceremonies. By carrying out these ceremonies, they felt content that they had performed their duty towards the perishing creatures. So even let's say if you play an instrument, it must be of your concern that people are, are, are saved or not. Because you can go through your religious things. I've been an usher in the church. I am in the choir. We've had a rehearsal. We have sung beautifully. But what has it led to? Salvation. Nothing. My God and my Lord, touch our hearts today. 
Then he says, suddenly, the, mis- the mysteries, agonies, quarrels, blasphemies of these poor struggling people in this dark sea moved the pity of the great God so much that he sent a great being to save them. This great being leaped right into the raging sea among the drowning sinking people where he taught to rescue them with great cries, tears and sweat and bloodied hands. As the great being toiled, he continually cried to those already rescued to help him. That's what Jesus is doing. He has come to save humanity. He's crying, go ye, go ye, go ye, don't stay. How come we stayed? My pastor wrote a song. How come we stayed in one city, in one place? Yes, in the place where we thought was good for us. Why didn't you go as far as you could go? But you stayed in the place that was you thought you would prosper. Brothers, we need to lift up our eyes. Oh, because if you go to Europe today, most of the places are being taken over by Islam. Most of the places have been taken. They were listing even the mayors in Great Britain. Many of the cities, the mayors are Muslims. Khalid this, Abdul that. Something, something Wahab. Something, something Muhammad something. something. And it was not like that before. In the UK. I went to places in the UK, Bradford. You would think you are in Pakistan. I went to Birmingham. You, you would think you are working in Baghdad. Oh, yes. The dressing, looting, different places, more. And these were the places where they sent young people to come to our type of the world to bring salvation. And how did they do it? They came without power. I mean, what we know as power. Do you understand what I mean? It's like when they came as missionaries, they didn't come with, you know, I tell you something, some seven people are about to enter into Europe now. Come on, take it one. Come on, take it to two. Come on. No, there was nothing like that. <laughs> they came with just Jesus died for you. Jesus came to save you. Jesus is the savior. Jesus is the savior. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And gradually they taught the indigents how to serve God through Jesus Christ. They left their idols without power. They went to the Volta region. Today, we say we have power. We can pray. Fire will fall. We can pray. People will fall down. We are afraid to go to Volta region. If some of our young men are posted to Volta region, they will not go there. It's like, hey, that place, we hear that is a very powerful place. <laughs> In that God wants us to hear. So, by this type of movement, the man of God will come under pressure to now change and start to lay hands and shout and scream. And then the real substance, you see, and you will do this. I'm telling you that churches are finishing. They are finishing gradually. Because unless the church sends people, the church ends. Britain stops sending. Church is ending. 
when they show this type of churches, you see empty. Even charismatic churches that were full are finishing slowly. Because the people flocked into the churches, but because they didn't continue preaching and saving souls, when the people who have been saved are finishing, then the church is also finishing. So don't... Christians must be preachers of the gospel. When you are saved, you are saved to save others. You are not saved to just come and have a better life and be prepared to go to heaven. There's nothing like that. You are are saved to be prepared, trained, taught, established so that you too can reach out your hand and pull some sinner out of the the merry clay of sin and put him on a rock to stay so that he too can become a savior of men and until jesus comes this work must not end when it ends the church ends yes and if you you care to know the flaming altars theme is saviors of men And savior of men doesn't mean saving you from poverty. You see, saving you from poverty is a, is, a, is a side, is a parallel truth, which is not the same as the truth. It's a parallel truth. Poverty is not what we are being saved from. We are being saved from sin. Poverty is not what we are being saved. We are being saved from sin. Money is not what God wants to give you. He wants to give you salvation. Real salvation. That makes you also want to save others. So that vision he gave. Do you believe in dreams? The Holy Spirit's dreams. This is it. The song was from this thousands of men running down the street. They didn't know that the road was leading to a steep and deadly cliff. And into the lake of fire. They didn't know it. But the Holy Spirit's dream helps you to know what God's heart is. That's what I'm sharing with you. So this great being was rescuing others. But nobody wanted to help the great being. He says another strange thing was that those on the platform heard the great being calling for help. But did not take heed nor care about him. They said they loved him very much. And were in full sympathy with him in the task he had undertaken. In fact, they worshipped him and professed to do so. But they were so taken up with their professions, their money, savings, their pleasures, their families, and their nice activities. My God. And they were praying. He says, the next one was that most of them were praying to the great being to come out of the water and spend some time with them to make them even happier where they were on the platforms. So those who had been saved on the platforms, they were on the platforms and the great being who was struggling to save the people, he was calling them, the woman, they said, great being, please come on the platform and help us to be more secure here. You see, the vision typifies how our lives are. Yes. Jesus is that great being. The souls that are dying in the sea are the lost souls of humanity. And God is the one who is causing Jesus to help the people. What is going to be your response? What is going to be your response? Let me take you to Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. From verse 1. Listen to what the Bible says. But realize 
Okay, King James says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. The NASB says, But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious, gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men. So tonight, are you going to be a lover of pleasure? Lover of self says men shall be lovers of self. They will be lovers of their own selves. They will not be. Verse one, verse one. Say for men shall be, verse two. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. It is time to shift your gaze from yourself. It is time to shift your gaze on others. Tell yourself I've been saved. It's not just for me. It's for others. It's for others. May there be fire burning in my heart for the salvation of others. God is going to let that happen in the name of Jesus. After salvation, most Christians assume that Christianity spreads by osmosis. Do you know osmosis? What is osmosis? Those of you who did biology, please bring osmosis. It is what? From a high concentrated area to what? That's diffusion. When it is from a higher, when a, a liquid or a substance of a higher concentration is moving to a lower concentration through a semi-permeable membrane. Yeah. Have you heard that thing before? Yeah. Uh-huh. That one is from a higher to a lower is diffusion. Then from a lower to a higher through a semi-permeable membrane is osmosis. So we are thinking that people will just be saved when they just arrive in church. Or that people will just find themselves in church. But ladies and gentlemen, we've been in this church business for a long time. People are not just walking into churches. There used to be a time like that. You see, it reminds me of when God sent the children out of Canaan to Canaan. When they got to a place called Gilgal, the Bible says that the manna ceased. The manna ceased. What did it mean? Before that time, manna came from heaven and the earth. And before that time, God was the one who was providing everything for them. But when they got to Gilgal, the Bible says the manna ceased. And then God told them that from now, they are going to have to plant corn and then harvest it. So now you are not going to be sitting down and God will rain manna. You are now going to have to work for what you eat. The manna has ceased. There is a time when manna ceases in a church. When you start your church, there's a time when, oh, people are just passing by, they come through. People are passing by, they come. But at a point, you have to now get up 
and go from house to house, from street to street, from area to area. You have to learn to bust people from different places. From Teshi, you bring them. From uh, Klagon, you bring them. From Ajekojo, you bring them. From Ashima, you bring them. From Spintest Road, you bring them. If you are going to sit here and expect that, God is going to blow quails into your camp so that you have a lot of members in the church. It doesn't happen like that. The manna ceases at a point and there's a point at which you have to till the ground and work on it. So brothers and sisters, let us become a going church. Let us become a preaching church. Let us not be Christians whose mouths are open. Don't let me go empty-handed. Don't let me go. Don't let me go. Don't let me go empty-handed. Hey! You don't want to go empty-handed. I want to tell you, as much as you don't want to go empty-handed, the Lord doesn't want you to come empty-handed. Yes. Who is going to bring another soul to church? As you have a nice preacher, he's preaching. Who is coming to hear it? When Andrew, Andrew used to be a disciple of John. John one day saw Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin. And then Andrew and some other disciples went to follow Jesus. When he found Jesus, Jesus said, Come and see where I am. He went to see where Jesus lived. He didn't just stay there. He went to look for his brother Peter. He said to Peter, Come and see. We have seen the Messiah. Peter followed him. That's how come we have Apostle Peter. There are many Apostle Peters that are yet to come. But who will be like Andrew? Who will go and say, Simon, I have found the Messiah. Come and see him. Come and experience him. Come and know him. If Andrew had not brought Peter, where would we have met that guy who jumped out on the sea and said, Jesus, if it is you, let me walk on the sea. He would not have been there. Where would have been that guy who gave the revelation that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said that flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father which is in heaven. But because somebody brought him, today look at where he is. So ladies and gentlemen, don't sit in a church and think that by osmosis, it's like Yetehasa, when people hear our, look at your music. It's one of the best in town. Yes. You can clap and say, I'm not saying, I'm not joking. When I saw them last year, I told my, my instrumentalist, you are not serious. I'm retiring all of, all of you. Because they are serious ones here. Come and see how they play and what you are doing, you are joking. Yes. Beautiful. But are you going to be here and enjoy it alone? That's why I say men will be lovers of themselves. Just concentrating on themselves. Lord bless me. Lord touch me. Lord anoint me. Lord appoint me. Lord secure me. Lord save me. Lord lift me up. Lord promote me. Empower me. Increase me. Advance me. 
multiply me. Everything is on us. <laughs> Everything is on us. Then your problems are there still looking at you. Yes. Because the problem, they don't go away because you are concentrating on them. They rather multiply. Those who have marital problems are looking for marriage seminars. Marriage seminar doesn't cure marital problems. When you go for marriage seminar, they are, they are facing men and say, uh-huh, give it to them. Give it to them. When you go and they don't face the men and they are facing the women, they say, ah, this marriage seminar was not good at all. In fact, they were only on the women, only on the women. Meanwhile, no, you needed to change, but because it was on you, you thought that they were biased towards you. You didn't listen. And you didn't change. And you should have, you are the one who should change, not him. But you cannot do everything is just you. It must be on you. It must be for you. If they preach, the preaching must I was say tall line. Most people shout preach when it falls in their line. Yes. You've been telling your brother something, and then the preacher comes, then he's saying the same thing. Aha! Preach. But when they preach and the thing is now on you is pricking your buttocks is pricking your side is choking choking you then you are quiet I heard your own car amen and you are wishing that the man will finish preaching quickly may God have mercy on us men will be lovers of themselves the reason why people are not saviors is because they love themselves and they love only what concerns them and God wants us to change as a church if they love themselves in Germany, in Bremen, they love themselves in Switzerland, in uh, um, Basel, they would not have sent their young men to come to a godless, dark continent like Africa. Today, look at the roads. How much more? 1830 something. 1834. Look at the roads. Where there were no tarred roads. Yes. But they send their people because they believed that even though there is a dark continent, there's no light here. There are souls here. There are souls here that need saving. But as it has come to us, you and I, we there, we are here to be blessed. We are here to be here to enjoy. We are here to be empowered. We are here to be given certain keys and certain. Uh, keys, we have keys and doors. Yes. Yes. Seven keys to success. 18 ways by which you can prosper without sweat. 17 things you must do to be settled in life. As for us, that's what has happened. But in those days, they came with their lives. Many of them died by mosquito bites. And there was no internet, there was no telephone, there was nothing. They have to send a telegram. It goes after some days. When it gets there, so the young man you sent, he died on this date. That means that he died about three months ago. Then they won't stop, they will send another batch. They believed in it, that they must be saviors of men. What about you and I? What about us? We are here to just enjoy a church. We are here to just have a nice air condition. If the, you came and the air condition was not nice, you will leave and go out. 
Today the, hot, the church is the hall is too hot and so on. And we are not feeling comfortable. You see Christians now, yeah, 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 how yeah, 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 oh uh, you know, so why wouldn't they repair the generator not working? What is wrong with the air conditioning? Why is it not working today? Oh, what is this? You know, and the instrument is too loud, and then and so on. And where is the keyboard? Is today he's not there. Where is he? Where is the drama has not come? This one is not good. They should bring the other one who was there last week. I mean, that's how churches. And I don't like this choir, the song that they sing, Brafo, 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 Dodo. Yeah, Loka, Loka. So you'll be shouting at the bar, Loka, Loka. I prefer Loka songs. Then somebody looks at another and says, I don't like this brother. He's taking my beloved. This girl, I brought her to church and I was working on her before I realized he has crossed me. He has crossed me. Lovers of themselves. Then this one says, I'm not coming to the church next week. My child, my child went to the Sunday school and the whole place was whatever. The child came, her mouth is broken and so on. I'm not bringing my child here. I don't know what this church is doing. Can't they have a better Sunday school? I mean, okay, fine. We have an adult place looks nice, but the children's place doesn't look as nice. It's not air conditioned like our old. Why don't they air condition? But your house is not even air conditioned. But men are lovers of themselves. There are many Sunday school attendees. They are not there to help other people's children. They are there to monitor their own children. But they have small, small, small children. They they have gone to join. So I want to help with the Sunday school. It's not true. While she's there, she's monitoring her children more than the other children. Hey, come back, come back. When somebody's child is going, you say, Oh, hey, you go, we were sweating. I'm not your call, be proud. Be I'm preaching the word. You see, a sister, she has joined the choir very strongly, going for rehearsal up and down because. She has her eyes on her brother. And there's a, a girl in the choir. That this girl seems to be looking at him. So she's in the choir to monitor him. Preaching, no? But what I'm saying is that it's often because our eyes are shifted from the large harvest. And we are thinking only about ourselves. That's how come that you can see this one, this brother, well, the keyboard, this I brought him. I mean, I am the one who brought him to church. I mean, he was not even a member. I brought him and then whatever. So it's like, even though, yes, he has not proposed to me, but it's like it's in the pipeline. Ah. What is this? That's how come there are all these fightings in the church. Because you have shifted your eyes off their souls. And you are thinking of your needs and your things. That's how come we are quarreling. The whole church gets even spoiled. Sometimes people are in the church. Some leave because of the fighting between us. So we are fighting. So I won't stay in this church. Or somebody has taken my beloved. And I cannot stand them in the church. I can't stand them coming to church together. <laughs> Hey. 
How can they preach? Except they be sent. How can they hear if nobody preaches to them? And how can they believe if they don't hear? And how can they call if they don't believe? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. May God heal us of our selfish ways and deliver us from focusing on ourselves so that his salvation can reach out to others. Stand to your feet, please. not allow you to join in the salvation of souls. When was the last time there was an outreach and you were involved in it? When was the last time there was an effort to win souls that you were a part of it? When was the last time you participated in any effort to add one more soul to the church? Tonight you are asking God heal me Lord, you saved me. And today, I want to be the reason for the salvation of others. Mado kapa deri kasunde ilabate. Zema noria mashike. Zema ya dora Yes, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Rabba kapande ligarades. E mayota bande ilagro masa. E matoni ni kapara majinerebida. Thank you, Jesus. Marota beri animalage. Lirabo safaya. Saviors shall come on Mount Zion. Saviors shall come upon Mount Zion. Oh, I wanna be more like you, Jesus. I wanna be more, wanna be more like Jesus. Wanna be a vessel you have.
your hand. Father, make us saviors of men. Touch our hearts. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. Everything for your kingdom's cause. That we will be concerned about souls the way you are concerned about souls. For you would have all men to come to you to know your son Jesus. Tonight I pray that hearts will be touched. I pray that as we go from here, visit us in the night. Soften our hearts, Lord. To concern ourselves with your agenda. To concern ourselves with your purpose. To concern ourselves with what concerns your heart. That many will be found in your house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for salvation. I thank you for my salvation. And I pray that from today onward I will be used, my life will be used to touch others my life will be used to bring salvation to others and I pray it will be the same for my brethren in Jesus name, Amen God bless you Keep clapping, keep clapping.